Hello, and welcome back on the island. I am Taylor Gaines, and we are here to talk some more Survivor Season 35. Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, as they like to say. We have a special guest coming up, but first, let me get to my right-hand man. He's here with me every week, and he's feeling like the Queen Bee at this moment. It's Tyler B. Commons. Oh, man. The Queen did not stay Queen. As soon as that comment came out, I feel like I knew what was going to happen in the rest of the episode. But I won't spoil it yet, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll definitely get to it. And joining us on the other line today, we have an old friend of the podcast, uh, one of the more entertaining interviews we ever had. So thanks for that. But he's back again, and hopefully he's not having steak-related flashbacks. It's Joe Del Campo. Hey guys, uh, boy, you won't give up on that steak, will you? And uh, <laughs> well, they had. What are the chances, right? The week we scheduled to have you on, they had a steak reward. <laughs> I know. I, I I saw that last night, and I thought, well, uh, I don't know how much salad they had there. I'm actually uh, more plant based than ever now, to be to be honest with you. And I appreciate uh, what you're saying about an old friend. Now, I don't know if you meant chronologically old, <laughs> or that I'm just an old friend, you know. Uh, I'll take it for just an old friend. <laughs> yeah, so go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't. Joe tells us all kinds of stories from his FBI days but and Survivor days. Today we're going to talk about Survivor Season 35. Joe's been following along. What have you thought of the season so far? Well, being an old guy, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting season. Uh, you, you certainly have some very young season. there. Uh, well, I think that's where we're leaning more toward your your age. Uh, I think the, the old timers are done and gone. I don't think they'll have another seven year old guy kind of hoofing it across the water there. But uh, they got to make their bones where they can, and that's to uh, address the young people. I'm hoping that their numbers pick up, you know, and that show will be on for a good length of time. So you might be the last one, huh? You know, I really believe that. Uh, Rudy now, you guys, I don't know if you know, he'll be 80 January 28th. Uh, wow. So he's, he's getting up there. He's slowing down a little bit. He's uh, up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, and me, the second oldest guy. But, you know, second, nobody knows who ran, you know, for president last year or vice president <laughs> or whatever. Nobody knows that. But anyway, I still have some people kind of tacking on and, and following me and stuff, which is great. As far as... Um, the season so far. Uh, there are certainly some interesting people, as they have every season. Uh, and I, the kind of thing for me was from like day one, as soon as they hit beach, man, they're plotting and scheming and talking. Oh, and yeah. I was building a hut. <laughs> you know, me and Debbie were building a hut as the youngins were sitting in the water saying, we got to get rid of the old hanging, low hanging fruit. Well, of course, they went before me. But anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, for those who don't know, Joe was season... Uh, 32. 32. Cow wrong, brains, brawn, beauty, right? Yep. Why they put me on brains, I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm a smart ass, but not such a smart guy. But, you wanted to be on beauty, right? No, nah, I don't think so. Well, you know, they had a couple of attractive women on beauty, but uh, everybody was nice, you know. And, and Ty, he was a beautiful person inside. He might not have been outside overly attractive, <laughs> but he really was inside. He was a, a real beautiful human being you know, in his Eastern thought and everything. All right, getting but, back to this season. But you've liked it. You've liked the season. Yeah, well, you know, each season has its own theme and its own feel to it, and uh, trying to for myself here okay where am i going with my thoughts and who do i think might have a chance and uh it's tough I, if I'll, to say what dr mike said it, you know it, it's tough and uh now that uh, everybody is really from day one apparently has been thinking uh about playing the game yeah uh, so when when you have that kind of crowd you, you got to be on your toes oh for sure so what which one would you be in this season hero healer or hustler um, I don't know. I guess probably they would have put me on uh, hero. I certainly I'm not a hustler. Uh, I haven't healed too many people, <laughs> either spiritually or otherwise. I got to think hero is where they would put you. Yeah. Well, you know, here I am. I'm born in Philadelphia on the 4th of July. I was uh, a naval officer. I was an FBI guy, you know, so you couldn't get uh, more uh, more patriotic, I guess, than that, being born in Philadelphia on July 4th plus those other things. So probably that's what they would have done. But you don't know about the producers. Just like Never know. you asked me about what, what I'm thinking about the game. You, you guys know it's all about the editing. There's so much more yep. talking that goes on that we don't see. 
and all the you know back and forth and the plotting and the scheming and the aligning and all that but we're reduced to 42 minutes so yeah told. we'll talk more about that as we go along because i read a bunch of interviews from jessica this morning okay but yeah speaking of <laughs> let's get into it jessica johnson voted out seventh on survivor season 35 yep she got comfortable and then next thing you knew she was gone so ty before we get into it give me your tweet length reaction to jessica getting voted out last week i believe your tweet length reaction to the episode was you gotta cut bait with coal <laughs> and uh <laughs> now here we sit yeah i i proved to be correct for once so this week i have to say sometimes the thunder from down under just ruins your game hashtag no rules just wrong <laughs> my reaction was jessica johnston the story of the healer who tried to heal too much oh man she was out there trying to mend some spiritual broken heart that she was having, and it did not work out well for her. What was your gut reaction to this, uh, Joe? Well, I thought from the get-go, man, she's playing with fire. First of all, she appears to be a very uh, innocent kind of girl, this uh, first love kind of a thing going on. And you right. certainly don't do that on Survivor. And I think uh, if she had shut it down you know, early on, she might have saved herself. But I think it was too late, went too long, and everybody felt as though, you know, we got to get rid of the couple, break it up, and send somebody home, and which they did. And good news for Ty, for the first time in weeks, the person eliminated <laughs> was not on his team. <laughs> so our fantasy survivor starts to even out ever so slightly. Jessica mm. was actually my first pick in the draft, the second pick overall. Wow, that's one of our first top contenders to uh, hit the chopping block. Yeah, it looks like it. Desi was your first pick, obviously. Yeah, we're starting to lose some people all over the board here. I mean, we're in the playoffs now, right? Like Ryan said. So, Ty, why did you pick Desi? I mean, she's kind of a non-contender, kind of just there. Yeah, she didn't have the survivor experience that most people had. She mentioned that she was recruited by the show. She didn't oh. necessarily try out for it. But I just felt like from her kind of preseason interviews and stuff that I saw, she has a really good head about her. And she's also physical enough of a threat that when it gets to individual, she can win and right. still be friendly with people. So I felt like she kind of had a good mixed bag and she didn't seem to have that abrasive personality, you know, like someone explosive like a Joe who's going to rub some people the wrong way. I felt like that wasn't going to be an issue for her. So she could kind of fly under the radar, be strong. If she made it to the merge, then she's strong enough to win challenges by herself. You know, luckily we got to see. Yeah, she did. That's true. So it's been a while. We'll see how that plays out. But well, I think I, 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 I think that she could be a challenge because she is kind of laid back. Mm -hmm. She's not abrasive. And again, it's making friends and uh, having people uh, want to support you. So she might do it in a quiet way. And the next thing you know, she's way, way down the line. I don't know, guys. You guys are the experts. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, man. You, you have yeah, all that preseason stuff. and all. I waited for the season to start. I start watching on TV. I don't oh, yeah. have any inkling about all the interviews and all that stuff preseasons. Fair enough. Yeah, so Ty's got Desi, Ryan, Lauren, and Ashley left. I have Cole, Chrissy, Ben, Joe, JP, Devin, and Mike. And we'll we'll talk more about that at the end. But with one of our top-ranked players going down, let's get into our top-ranked players for the week with our power rankings. And Joe, you're the guest, so lead us off. Who is your favorite so far here on Season 35? Who, who you feel like is in the strongest position? All right, I'm kind of looking at my list because... Uh I have an older mind, and you know, I just can't. Let me think who. You know, Ryan is kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word kind of weaselly, but he is kind of like a weaselly guy. He used it about himself. So I, I know. So I, But he's, a, he's a, I think, a pretty bright guy. So he, he's slick. He knows the game. At least that's what it seems that uh, he's been devoted to, to and, and knows how to play this game. Uh, let's see. Joe, I don't know. Joe reminds me of the old Tony, and I don't know if that will come back and bite him on the butt or, or not uh, later on if uh, people feel as though uh, he has to go either because he's really a threat or he just becomes, you know, too much too much talk and stuff like that. I don't know. Lauren, in a way, you know, she's the Fisher person and all that, but uh, she might be a dark horse. I, I, I don't know. So I'm kind of still mixed about – 
who I see as being strong and, and who would be able to have support of uh, an alliance, uh, you know. Um, mm-hmm. well, how do you guys feel? I mean, I know you have your picks and all, but who did you think uh, this week rose to the top uh, as far as being outstanding and stellar and strong? For me, it was Ben, and that's because there's a couple reasons. Now, the first one to me is actually primarily, and, and you all, you know, like you said, it's all about the editing. And the way that they're portraying Ben strikes me as someone who is potentially going to win because we talked a little bit about this on last week's podcast, but they gave him a decent amount of time a couple weeks ago to talk about some PTSD related stuff, just kind of a nice human moment. And this week, by my count, he had like six or seven confessionals and was right in that spot that you kind of want to be in where everyone is depending on your decision to see which alliance is going to be stronger. Right. And just the way that they've shown him and the, I mean, they've had a couple episodes named after things that he's said, and he hasn't really done anything to make anyone angry, but he's made a lot of important decisions. And I feel like he's in a strong position. He's my number one right now. What about you, Ty? Number one, I kind of went a different direction um, because I still have Chrissy up there um, and she's, you know, battling Despite it out. Despite five votes? Despite five votes because I think she was totally prepared and knew it was coming. And it's almost in the sense it wasn't enough to vote her out. But obviously that would make her, you know, one of the top players in her alliance. So I think she is the most powerful on the most powerful alliance and therefore it's not as troubling for her to get second place votes obviously the target's out there but i feel like if she's top dog on the bigger alliance then she is in a power position it doesn't matter how many votes they're going to throw her away the next few weeks if they keep trying to do that i don't really see someone turning on her you know i don't see ben turning on her i don't see ryan turning on her who I think um, are two other strong players that have a lot of sway. So that's why Chrissy's my number one. What about- speaking, speaking about Brian, and you're saying that, you know, yeah. Talking about Ben? Uh, I'm sorry, Ben. ben uh, five or six um, sit downs. Do you think potentially the producers are leading you to think, okay, just like you're thinking, oh, he's a strong contender? And he gets his legs chopped out from him because they've shown him strong. Now, don't forget, they know the whole package. They have everything they back there in Hollywood. So they can play it. So, okay, a guy like you is going to say, you know, Taylor, well, I think this guy, because they gave him six confessionals, he's a strong contender. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know how, with the mindset there. What would have happened had Ben voted for Chrissy uh, rather than, you know, against uh, Jessica? See, that's the reason I don't have Chrissy number one, because her fate was entirely in Ben and Lauren's hands. It was basically the five healers and the rest of the heroes and hustlers pitted against each other with Ben and Lauren in the middle. And they showed a very brief conversation with them. But the way that those two went was the way the vote was going to go. And we'll talk a little more about that when we get into the whole tribal council thing in a couple minutes. But that's why I had Ben in there and not Chrissy. And then for me, number two, I had Ryan because uh, he was quiet this week and he's been a big personality so far. And him and Devin still seems to be a strong couple, a uh, strong pair at this point. So I like him. And then uh, number three, I have Joe because crazy as he is, I'm sliding him into that wild card spot where he can find idols all over the place. He can shake up tribal council and he, he just is... In the strictest definition of the word power rankings, he is a powerful player. So, <laughs> so you See, feel I, so he'll make it to the final three? Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying at this point in time, I would have him as the third most powerful player. I, I think what typically happens, though, is you don't have three powerful players in the final three, right? Because there always ends up being like a JP or somebody who has kind of just made it. So, I, well, I don't know. Well, that, that would have been me. That would have been me had I not eaten that beef. <laughs> no, go Fair ahead. enough. <laughs> yeah, I was I was personally hesitant to put Joe in my top three. Um, and for reasons because he showed his cards a lot tonight and he played his idol 
when I'm not sure if he needed to, they did show that little talk about, you know, if he has an idol, then we got to switch votes. And maybe that's what occurred. So I think he could be in the hot seat for next week. So to round out my top three, I had Ryan number two for the same reason. He's playing even keeled. They didn't portray his sort of villain persona as much this week, which I liked because I want to like Ryan and I didn't like when he was sort of the villain last week. And then number three, I have Ben, you know, basically for every reason you said, except for I just feel like Chrissy makes a little bit stronger case um, as far as taking my number one spot. I mean, Ben is a strong player and yeah, he's getting a lot of airtime and he's got a lot of power in his alliance and stuff, but he's just not he's just not number one for me. Seeing the way he's handling this Cole situation, it almost kind of flared up and came back to bite him in the butt. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to handle that. You know, you had that scene where Lauren's having to kind of talk him down and say, calm down, you know, think about our game. Don't think about how well, angry you are. But he won that argument, right? Because Lauren wanted to vote out Chrissy. And, well, I don't know. We don't know if she told him that. But we know she didn't want to vote out a healer. She didn't think that was the right thing to do. But Ben ended up winning that argument, I guess. Yeah, but it... There's a difference in winning an argument, you know, in the moment and setting the seed for a long term kind of maybe Lauren doesn't want to hide behind Ben anymore, you know, and she could hop ship. And I'm not I just feel like he didn't handle his social aspect as well as he could have. He kind of bulldogged his way into that spot this week. Maybe you're right, Joe. Maybe they're preparing to blindside us. But that's another reason why I felt like, oh, they want us to like Ben even more because they've been playing up this thing for weeks with Cole making everybody angry by eating all the food. And they played it up so much to the point that in that conversation where Ben sat him down and was like, Cole, you need to stop eating food. Like it didn't make Ben sound like a jerk at all. It was like Cole was the jerk, you know, even though he was just kind of the dumb young kid and Ben was kind of being angry. I mean, everybody was angry with him from what I can tell, but that's just an example of what I felt like they were portraying to be, you know, root for Ben. <laughs> well, you might you might be right. I mean, he did come off a little brash and everything. But, again, maybe he's a little older than the rest of the crowd, right? And he certainly is a, a combat guy. Um, you know, been through tough stuff in life. So that might have really irked him to the point where, you know, you, you share with your buddies. You take care of you. Always the guy behind you's got your back. I'm sure he doesn't feel anywhere like that about Cole. Because Cole's not, not not that kind of guy. Cole's out for himself, you know? And I don't know what the producers do exactly when they're asking everybody questions, but it was kind of weird to have a couple weeks ago where Ben was, like, talking about his war experiences and his sort of quasi-PTSD stuff that was happening at camp. And then this week he was like, oh, we're about to go to war. Tribal Council's going to be war. And I was like, it's it's just, it was weird to hear a guy who's actually been to war compare it to that. But I don't know if that's just them asking him questions in a certain way or what. Well, they pull that out of context. That, that yeah. could have gone on for a 20-minute interview. And, of course, they've cut and paste. And uh, anytime you see the screen flicker, I think you guys know that. That's where oh, a yeah. cut came. <laughs> and, and we don't know. Well, speaking of cutting. Said. My favorite thing when I rewatched the episode was at the reward challenge, Jessica was sitting there and she said, she said, as long as no one goes to the wrong side, we're good. And then the camera cuts to Ben and he says, so good. And then it cuts to, cause he's saying so good in reference to the food and right. then it cuts to the commercial or whatever. <laughs> and I just thought that was one of those subtle things where they're like, if you wouldn't really notice it the first time you watch it, but the second time you're like, Oh, Ben's going to be the one that flips. They're showing it right here. <laughs> mm. So they're clever like that. But we'll get back into that later. Before we talk about Tribal, let's play our favorite weekly segment with our friend of the podcast from Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X, Sunday Burquest, with her Sunday Survivor Second. Let's hear her takes for this week. This is Sunday from Millennials vs. Gen X with this week's Hot Takes. Wow, the merge episode is always a fun episode because it's where all the chaos takes place. I knew early on in the episode that Jessica was going home the minute she had a confessional saying, I'm the queen bee. That's a surefire sign that that person is on their way home. She's just interested to watch how it played out and how her name would actually come to the table. I thought she was a great choice for the alliance on the other side, going for second in command, so to speak, or breaking up a couple, or going for a name where you don't think they have an idol is always smart. 
Now, Joe, I think Joe is all about the show. The thing about an idol is if people know you have it, it can become a liability. So I actually don't think it was a bad move by him to play it because now people think he doesn't have an idol, and little do they know he actually has a second one stashed away. Now, that was brought up by somebody. I can't remember who, but it's on somebody's mind. But most people aren't going to think that he has an idol. I thought that Ben just seemed to have a hard time tonight knowing which direction to go. I was under the impression he would have been more solid with Chrissy and not even question it. So it's interesting to me that that he actually stuck with her, and I just never thought that that would have even been a question for him. So poor Jessica goes home. Cole is still in the game. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week, and I'm super excited to see that uh, tackle on the beach. Till next week, have a great week. All right, I hate to correct Sunday, but Joe has found two idols and played both of them, correct? I'm I'm pretty sure that's the way it go. It was. I think Dr. Mike still has an idol, if I'm yes, not mistaken. And does. is that the only one still left? Yeah. So Joe, she said it was good of him to play his idol because it's a liability to have it. But the thing is, no one knew he had it until tribal council, right? And yeah. I don't think. I mean, what I think is Chrissy and Co. The heroes and hustlers were really smart about it because. They wanted to vote Joe or Cole, and they showed us a really brief snippet of this, but the conversation on the beach was, wait a second, Joe has already found one idol. He might have one. Everybody knows it's Joe or Cole, so he might play it for Cole, so let's take out Jessica. And then when you look at the other pieces on the board, Desi had individual immunity, and Mike had a hidden immunity idol. So really, without realizing it, Jessica was the only one who was really in danger based off the conversation that had happened. <laughs> and next thing you know, she's gone. I'm not sure. Sometimes I, I lose sight of the big picture looking at the small picture. So personally, I didn't see it as Jessica was the only other option. I'm not sure why they decided to go Jessica instead of Cole. Do we have do we have a strong reason well, for because that? Because they thought Joe might play the idol for Cole, and he said as much during tribal council. Okay, so they they were buying into his probable bluff. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> That's my understanding. That makes sense. Mm, interesting. Yeah, when the when the merge comes and every and the tribes are mixing together, I try to literally draw out diagrams of who's going. And this week, I was I was sad to see Jessica go home because I feel like she was a stronger player than they let on. But she just had that one thorn in her side that happened to be Cole, who buddied up with Joe, who kind of rubbed people the wrong way, and she ended up being on the outs. And she said in all of her post-game interviews this morning, basically, that she felt like the necessity of taking care of Cole and doing damage control for Cole distracted her from the fact that she might be in danger and led to her downfall. So she sort of blames herself for that, it sounds like. There's all kinds of talk about whether their showmance was real and all that stuff, but that's not that interesting. I, she said they're in the friend zone now. That's how she <laughs> described it this morning. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the breakdown turned out to be Jessica, Mike, Desi, Cole, and Joe all voted for Chrissy, and all the heroes and all the hustlers voted for Jessica. So they stuck to the original. How, how I, important is that, Joe? How, how important are those original tribes you're put on when you reach that point where everything's all jumbled back up? Well, it depends on really uh, how tight your association is. Uh, you know, Aubrey and I were tight from day one. Now, the interesting thing is, you know, I was really, really loyal. And then I saw some of the outtakes and some of the hidden interviews where <laughs> she was going to give me up. You know, Ty would have a word with her, and I, he's <laughs> like an albatross around your neck. Yeah, I'm going to have to do something about it. Or when we lost Peter, and I didn't vote for Peter, actually, right before – that was right before the merge – and she came to me on a rock, oh, my God, we're done, we're done, you know, the brains are done. And not only the next day to be reunited with other brains. I want to get back to Cole because there's an old saying, you know, during World War II, loose lips sink ships. That kid can't keep his mouth shut. As soon as he's told something and he goes and blabs it, it'll be interesting to see in the future now if he sides up with people, if he learns things, how much he's going to go and talk to people. He might not be able to contain himself. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I mean, we've talked about this at length on this podcast, but he just seems clueless. Like, 
He keeps yeah. eating food and <laughs> and just angering people. And he just tells people. I mean, people might have forgotten this by this point because it was weeks ago. But when they were on the Healers Tribe, he just was telling everyone that Joe had found the idol. And he just doesn't really know when to talk and when to shut up. And he doesn't seem like he has a lot of strategy in him. He seems like a nice, earnest guy, but he's just kind of flying by the seat of his pants, really. He's some sort of wildlife guide or something. Would you go with him anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would go somewhere for him to protect me. But I I think his game, you're right, he doesn't play with a whole ton of you know, strategy intact. But I think that's it's hard because he's like the honest person. In the same way Jessica was kind of the honest, innocent person. He's he's that person and he doesn't understand that you have to backstab and you have to cut people off and you have to cut people loose because I think he wants to play a straight up game and I don't think Survivor's a game where you can be a straight shooter anymore. I don't think it's a game where with more than one or two people you're going to be able to really sit down and talk strategy and talk truth with you know you want to give out that facade but someone's always on the bottom of your alliance and he doesn't know how to keep keep a tier list on his alliances if that makes sense well you better learn quickly because uh, it might be you know to his detriment and demise i would almost argue that we're already at the point where cole's not going to win mm-hmm. i can second that Unless he goes on an ultimate immunity winning spree. And Even then, though, what argument does he have, really? I know what argument. He's going to say, well, I didn't eat the such and such. I didn't <laughs> eat the other stuff. No, I'm being facetious, I'm sorry. Uh, no, there, I don't think you're right. I don't think he's anywhere. There, he's not going to make any final or anything like that, <clears throat> final three or anything. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, Joe obviously had the idol. Mike has an idol. And... They're both healers, and neither of them thought that Jessica might need it. And I don't know. I I guess they were misled. I guess they really thought Ben and Lauren were with them. It's hard to say at this point based off what we've seen on television. But, you know, uh, on another editing note, I did think Jessica did not get a great send-off episode. She had a couple confessionals. Like, we talked about the Queen Bee thing and the thing where she was like, I want your thunder from down under or whatever. But <laughs> her awkwardness she came up with. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot from her and it was a surprise from a storytelling standpoint that she got voted out because the way the episode was constructed, it felt like, Oh, we're getting a lot of Ben, we're getting a lot of Chrissy, we're getting a lot of Joe, we're getting a lot of Cole, and then boom, there's Jessica. Yeah, I thought obviously if you're any follower of the game, as soon as she made her Queen Bee comment, you 100% knew that she wasn't going to make it through the end of the episode, even though the episode was not centered around her. It wasn't centered around her game or a lot of stuff she did. They were just kind of like, well, hey, remember this this sweet person who you know does no wrong and smiles and fell in love with an eight pack but that's really all we got to see of her this season and in her her interviews and stuff i was reading today she played a lot bigger role than was edited you know she was talking about damage control when the merge happened and she had to make sure i can't remember the exact phrase but something like i had to make sure all my guys were working together and all my guys were be able to stay in front of me and her strategy you know was to hide behind bigger stronger players um and for her it just didn't work out and you know you hate well, you to know see what else that was interesting to me was that she said this and joe tweeted this this morning joe who played the idol that her and joe were like tight like he was her number one and they were trying to go final two together basically but that was not shown at all uh, again it's all in the editing and you, you have no idea what the producer is going to do they know the story they're going to tell because they have all the pieces of the puzzle. And, again, with all the amount of filming that goes on, that was interesting that you what you just said was that I had no idea that that, that had happened. I didn't see the comments today um, that she, yeah. she, you know. An- another interesting thing that she said in some of her interviews this morning was something that people have been saying a lot as they've gotten voted out the last couple of weeks, but with a little bit of a twist. I thought this was interesting. She said... I don't really know what's real with Chrissy. Like She's hard to read. She lies a lot. And she's gotten a lot of people voted out. But the thing she said about Chrissy was, I think Chrissy doesn't like being around 
women on her tribes, and she wants to vote out the other strong women. And I, I was like, huh, that's a interesting thing to say. And then you look back, and Chrissy has orchestrated or been a part of Katrina getting voted out, Allie getting voted out, Jessica getting voted out, and Rourke. So I don't know if there's something there, but uh, it's it's kind of a weird narrative that's taking shape around Chrissy, I guess. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, you might be on to something there. It'd be a lot easier for her to deal with all men, <laughs> whether I have a, a young queen bee or somebody in there that, uh, you know. Women are tough executives. I think women will tell you that having a woman boss is a very tough thing. Uh, they, I don't know if they're hard on each other for whatever. I don't think guys are that way, and I might be speaking out of turn, but I'm not uh, sexist or anything like that. But it's, <laughs> it's true. Uh, women uh, leaders with women subordinates, um, and I've had that been told to me from them, that uh, they're difficult. So maybe this might be part of it. What was the name of uh, in Blood and Water? Uh, what's her name's mom? Um, was it Missy? Missy. Yes, Missy. Uh, that's who Chrissy reminds me of, kind of a Missy type, you know, kind of that mom kind of thing and uh, protecting her daughter, except this one is just getting rid of the other women. Yeah, I mean, maybe there is something to that because to play it the other way, the type of guys that are on this season are a lot of like big hunky guys that she might just think are like kind of stupid like Cole or like JP. And maybe she just figures... If I can just be left with all these stupid guys, then I could do well. But, I mean, I'm not going to put it past, you know, like Ben and Mike, and there are definitely some smart guys there. But we'll see what happens with her. It's interesting. I did not see that just watching from the outside. I'm, I'm not a psychoanalyst. and I did not capture that. But I think she does like to be um, – if she sees the guy as threatening – she doesn't want to keep him around. And right now she's working on the girls. And I think once she gets through all the girls that she sees as threatening, she's going to start cutting off the Ryans. I think she could cut out Ryan earlier than we think from their conversations. And she can cut off Devin and Joe, who might be playing a good game, and Ben. I think she's trying earlier to cut out the strong players maybe than some other people have been doing. Yeah, it's just strange. We'll we'll see what she says in her post-game interviews, but... It was funny. We talked a couple seasons ago about Michaela getting targeted because she moved some rocks around on the beach. Mm -hmm. And Chrissy was doing some math at Immunity, and all of a sudden Lauren was like, maybe we should vote out her. Did you see how fast she did that math? (laughs) But that was funny, like having Desi and Ashley last 1,100 times longer than Ryan during Immunity Challenge. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought that was a a hilarious moment. Like you said, it was a nod to the Michaela counting rocks and then immediately going home. But for Chrissy, it seems to be working out, and she's still around, unlike Michaela. The other thing that was funny to me was my favorite character, JP, who I never know if there's anything going on in his head or if he's a genius or whatever. He only had one line this whole episode that I could find from watching it a couple times because he didn't have any confessionals or really any scenes where he was talking. But right after Jeff announced that they were going to have the merge feast, there was one voice, one lonely voice that came out across the TV. And when I replayed it, I noticed that you could see his mouth moving and it was definitely him that said it. And it was him saying alcohol (laughs) oh yeah it was just him jeff was like there's gonna be steak and blah 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 and jp good old jp he wanted to know if there would be some alcohol there for him well you never know he might they might just be keeping on the wraps because you have not seen him and then all of a sudden something happens and he comes to the forefront and like you say maybe there's a hidden genius in there i mean he's keeping low that's for sure he's he's uh, under the radar the other moment that was funny to me, and I don't think this was meant to be funny, or, it, I mean, you were out there a long time, Joe, so you can probably speak to this, because they're about halfway to how long you made it, right? Yeah, last So, the beginning of the episode, the Levu tribe, it looked like a scene out of The Walking Dead or something, was just limping around, and Devin was like, all my limbs weigh a thousand pounds, and... <laughs> Ashley was, like, cheering on Devin just for walking across the camp, and they were eating, like, little spoonfuls of sugar to survive, and I will not lie, I laughed out loud when the camera people were like, 
let's do a drone shot of Devin lying on the beach like he's dead and just zoom out from above. And it just was really funny to me the way that they played that up. Well, egotistically speaking, uh, I thought, damn, these are young guys. And, you know, I made it to day 34. And unfortunately, the meat, the meat did me in. But I, I was laughing, too, like, are you kidding me? It's only day 12 or 14. When is it? It's it's early on. I think it was 17. 17. It was 17. 17. Mm-hmm. All right. So half, about half. And, these, and you said, like, they're the walking dead. I'm thinking, what happened? I mean, everybody is like – we didn't have food. We had to go out there, and it looks like they get good fishing and stuff like that. I mean, we didn't hardly ever have fish. We get some shellfish and stuff. So, so I'm wondering what are they going to do now if they don't have any more? Unless Jeff's going to have food rewards every episode, plus uh, you know a uh, a boat out one, you know, and, and so I don't know. It, it's still halftime, so there's there's plenty of time to go. But you're saying all you're saying at least is that. You're tougher than them, and you want them to know that. I don't know if I'm <laughs> tough or not, but I'm, I'm saying not just myself, the rest of the people. that You know, we pretty much kept it together that I remember as, as we trickled on down from 12 on down. And, you know, of course, I went out at 5, but it wasn't like that. I mean, I'm thinking, Jesus, these are young guys. I mean, come on. I will say, unlike Survivor, we've made it this far into our episode without mentioning Outback. <laughs> they must have said the phrase Outback steakhouse or a catchphrase or something like at least 20 times in like over the course of five minutes and hearing jeff trying to shoehorn it in was just kind of hilarious he was like that's right you're gonna have outback where there's no rules and everything's just right (laughs) i did think that was funny um it definitely felt more natural than the marshall's reward challenge at the marshall's beach with the marshall showers and the marshall's bathrobes and stuff so i think they definitely realized it was overkill um i didn't watch it live on tv i'm assuming they cut straight to an outback steakhouse commercial as well because they love to do that i have decided that if my parents ever say hey guys let's go to outback or do you want to go to outback i'm gonna react the way that the castaways did just jump around and scream and hug everyone and just freak out. Can we most extreme reaction to an outback that I've ever seen? Can we talk about how they failed to mention Bloomin' Onions and I didn't see any Bloomin' Onions? I don't know how other people feel about Outback Steakhouse, but when I go there, I could get a Bloomin' Onion without a steak sometimes. Like that's how much I love the Bloomin' Onions, and they didn't bring yeah. one. My thought was the Bloomin' Onions destroy your stomach. Like if you are on a normal diet and you eat one of those. You were going to have issues for days. <laughs> so I figured that's why they didn't give it to them. Do you know how many calories a Blooming Onion has and plus the sauce? Any idea? Mm, so, do you know? It's like over 2,000. Yeah, it's like over 2,000 calories. I'm I'm kind of a calorie counter trying to stay slim and trim, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I used to like that Blooming Onion until they said, well, yeah. Two, and then if you have a steak, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's about a quarter of the way to Cole's daily calorie count. According to him, <laughs> my God, I, eight thousand calories. Oh, that, that's amazing. I, I couldn't I, imagine. I okay, mean, I if you're a Russian mine worker, but I don't know about. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that stood out about that was Devin, who was dead. We just talked about this. He was literally the living dead laying on the beach. Immediately gets there and starts pounding beer before any of the food even shows up. <laughs> Me and the guy that I was watching with this week both kind of jumped up and were like, dude, you were just dying. How are you drinking beer on an empty stomach? And I'm sure you're dehydrated at least a little bit. And the beer will dehydrate you more because it's alcohol. You know, oh, yeah. Water. Joe was more concerned about everybody eating too much steak, I'm sure. Oh, you guys, you're not going to get it up, are you? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, of course, my Linda, who, uh, who I live with, my girlfriend, she's been a vegan for, uh, God, years and years. And I've kind of drifted over to plant-based diet, not because of the meat, but just because of what I've read and seen about animal fat and and mm-hmm. dairy and all that. So I'm, I'm going to try and keep my arteries and get them unclogged. But uh, <laughs> that way, when you get back on Survivor, nothing. Oh will man, I, I wish that they would call some. I, it's not going to ever happen, though. You know, and it just yeah. it's not. But it, it was fun, and I, I wish everybody well in the future because it is interesting. The game changes each season. This is so different than our season 32, and that's only what three three seasons different. Yeah. And Jeff said on an interview, I think it was with Entertainment Weekly this morning, he said that something to look forward to is next week they're going to have a huge twist, a twist that they've never done before. So we'll have to see what that is. They also teased 
a wrestling match between at least Cole and Chrissy and Ben, it looked like, for an idol or something. So that'll be exciting. And the healers trying to recover from the loss of one of their top members. It is worth mentioning, too, Jessica said that she believes Ben and Lauren made the right choice because they were on the bottom of that alliance. Yeah. Can we... You were talking about a sneak preview from next week. Can we this week? No one found that little clue hidden among the nails. Do you think that's gonna resurface? Well, that's got, or do that's you gotta think come that, out. That's gotta come out. That was that little pile, and that little thing was sticking out. It, you only used one nail. <laughs> I know they were talking about all those nails, and it's sitting right there in plain sight, and no one, no it's, one noticed it. It's gotta come out. Yeah, and that's like that. Chekhov's nail. Have you have you heard that tie? Chekhov, the playwright. No, I've not heard of Chekhov, Chekhov the playwright. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they have this thing. I forget what the actual phrase is, but people always insert different words into it because the idea is like Chekhov's nail. If a nail appears in the first act, someone's gonna get it put through them in the third act. So you would think if they show that, it's going to come back up. Just like when they showed the secret idol at the beginning, you knew Chrissy and Ryan were going to come together at some point. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm willing to bet Joe is probably the one who finds it, with, given the way that he's played. It's probably going to be maybe an advantage uh, to, to find another idol. Maybe that's the one that's under, that they were fighting for underneath. Uh, where was that? Was that... Um, was it, it by the like water? It was right under the flag. The flag, yeah. It was under. It looked like that way. Yeah. All right. So, any other thoughts on this episode, you guys? Who haven't we talked about? Uh, pretty much everybody, right? I called them in. Ashley, not, she didn't get mentioned. What do you feel about Ashley? Ashley says lifeguard, right? Yes. Uh, she's fine. Yeah, she didn't really make a big splash. I haven't been able to tell. Is her? Is she kind of tied to JP still and kind of? feeling his vibe so. or I mean, is at she this kinda... point it looks like the heroes and the hustlers are together and the healers are on their heels mm-hmm. so i don't know if she's in a great position or a bad position i feel like she's just floating there you know middle of the island not making a splash you know which can be a good position but we've also not seen too much confessional time from her i think maybe she had one this week but i'm, I'm not positive yeah, she had one at the beginning, I think, when they were talking about how dead they were. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking of something that Rourke said a couple weeks ago when she got voted out, because someone asked her how she felt about not getting much of an edit, like not having that much TV time. And she said, you know what? I understood they can't tell a story if it doesn't have an ending. And when you mention Ashley, that's how I feel. Like They haven't told much of a story with her, so I don't imagine there's much of an ending. Mm. Could be. She hasn't come up on anybody's radar. She hasn't been mentioned. Kind of like yeah. kind of like JP, just there. I will say the tribal council count, I've been keeping track up to this point, and obviously everyone will go to tribal every week from now on, but Ryan leads the way. He's been to five. Devin, JP, and Chrissy have been to four. Ashley and Lauren have been to three. Joe and Desi and Ben have been to two. And then Cole, Mike, and Jessica, that was their first tribal council. So uh, one and done for Jessica. Wow. Yeah, you hate to see the one and dones, but it kind of makes sense this late in the game. Maybe you would have been one and done, you know, in week two, but she just never made it. So it's not it's not like saying one and done um, is the worst thing that could happen for her. But, well, obviously it's, it's the worst though, thing. People- And maybe you can speak to this, Joe. People keep talking this season about the battle lines being drawn and the alliances showing themselves. And the way that that is proven is in Tribal Council because they say, Ryan said to Devin when he met back up with him, JP voted with me twice. I trust him. And Jessica, Mike, and Cole never had a chance to, I guess, learn to trust anyone, right? right? Because they never got to vote. Right, yeah. You know, it's it's really hard to explain unless you've really been on the island about the dynamics and how quickly, as you guys see, you're kind of experts in the field, how quickly it can change. Uh, and you think, okay, you're going one way with uh, these people, and overnight, just like somebody can get five votes against them, and the next day, the next week, there's no votes against that person, and they're like the actual part of the planning committee, if not the head of, okay, putting an alliance together. It, it The shifting sands of the desert, that's what makes the show so interesting and keeps you guys guessing each week because you think you have it. You take a pick, and your pick doesn't come out, uh, or your pick goes home <laughs> or whatever. 
it, I, I just find it having been there and done it uh, as interesting about trying to the way you guys think as far as okay. What happens now? Who's going to go with who? And you know, alliances change. As you go through these weeks, you think you're strong with somebody. And just like Aubrey, I think Aubrey might have, if it didn't play out the way it played out, I could have been gone because I was loyal and I would have changed. Uh, but as you guys said earlier, you can't be loyal to a fault or you're not going to win this game. You know, you're going to go. Uh, you can to a certain degree, but then. If you got to side with the big boys and your buddy, uh, you got to throw that person under the bus. Then you got to do it if you want to win. Uh, I think that's the way the game's going now. You know, it's uh, if you want to win, you got to be able to go against your own personal uh, beliefs sometimes, and uh, you're, you know, you just do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we get out of here, we're gonna do our picks for next week, like we do every week, and. Ty made a plea last week to change the way we do our fantasy scoring system, and we might be getting closer to that point, because <laughs> as I mentioned at the beginning of the year, we give five points to each player that made the merge, and I had more of those. A lot. So eight times five is 40, four times five is 20, but Ty got four points for Desi winning individual immunity. Man, so I made uh, negative 16 points this week, if I did my math right. I mean, I'm no Chrissy, but... Current standings are Taylor 120, Ty 72. Cool. Sounds good. We ready to uh, put some points on next week? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, who you got? All right. Next week, I'm feeling uh, four points on Joe. Unless he finds an idol, I think he's starting to rub people the wrong way. Um, So I got four points on my buddy Joe Mena. I got two points on Ben. Wow. I know. I just, something about this edit this week, he didn't seem to be meshing well, even though I think he's kind of on top. He's almost like a, he's kind of like a Brad Culpepper, in my opinion, right now. Um, But we'll see if if that comes to fruition. I got two points on Cole because he no longer has Ashley to tell him to go apologize to people. And two points on Dr. Mike because he doesn't seem to be as close to Ben and Lauren as he thought he was. Yeah, so every week we do 1 through 10, 10 points to a lot, whoever you want. Ty needs to get some points to make up ground. I should have mentioned this before you picked, but we went 0 for 2 with last week's picks, so we are now 6 for 14 on the season. Not great. Nah, we'll make it back. Don't worry. But I've got points on Cole, 4 for him. I feel like... They just keep showing us why Cole should get voted out, and it doesn't happen. So uh, I, I'm i just, I guess, hoping it'll happen at some point, and I'll get it right. I also put three points on Desi, just because I was trying to look at that healer's tribe and see who might get targeted next, and she hasn't had much of a story so far, so maybe it could be her. We'll see. And then I put three points on Chrissy. I'm officially concerned, Ty. What what brings on this sudden concern? Why do you feel worried about your girl? You're number one overall. She got a lot of votes. <laughs> she got a lot of votes, and I feel like people are starting to think that she's too smart for her own good. And it, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how strong her alliance is. I'm kind of banking on Ben and her staying strong. But I'm going to throw some points her way just to be safe here. Also, she's my medevac pick because she's shown wrestling with Cole in the preview, and (laughs) you don't want to wrestle with Cole. That's a broken arm waiting to happen. Yeah, my medevac, I don't know why. I think I'm going to stick with Lauren. She might get a fishing hook through the ear. I'm not sure. Fisherwoman Lauren. I hope she'd be better than that, but it's it's some wonky gear out there. And, Joe, obviously you're not part of the fantasy survivor we have going here, but who are you looking at as far as who might get voted out next well i'm cole might as far as now again i'm just picking a name out of the hat here i think cole maybe uh depending on if he was wrestling around there with uh, chrissy if she has enough votes to say get rid of him if he gets the <laughs> idol or whatever they were wrestling over in that thing and as far as medevac uh that, that's a tough one because uh um, look at Caleb. He was he was an incredibly strong young kid in our season, and he winds up spending five days in the hospital over there. Uh, so mm-hmm. you never know, just based on body uh, morph and all that. Just to pick a name, uh, Devin. I'll just say for the hell of it. How's that? You know, you don't all know. Right, we'll hold you to I mean, that. Strong guys can go. He could get a bug bite. You, you know, I don't know. 
just saying. Yeah. So it's any time between now and the end. Is that what we're saying as far as the medevac? Or does that be Oh, next no, week? we do that every week. Now, the reason we do that every week is because of that season you just mentioned with Caleb, where there were like three weeks in a row where someone got medevaced, and we were like, well, I guess we should account for this <laughs> in our fantasy survivor thing. So that's something we do every week, but it typically does not happen. Yep. It's since become uh, more of an ongoing joke of the podcast. I think sometimes we point points on Dr. Joe. I think uh, one time this season I put points on you, Joe. So I don't know how you feel about that. but uh... Just a callback. Yeah, anyway. So we'll see what happens. That's all we got for Survivor Week 7. Episode was called Get to Getting. So Ben got his second episode title of the year. First character to get two titles by my count. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. The merge has happened and things are starting to heat up now. So we'll see how it plays out. We got a lot of we got a lot of good strategists, it looks like, and a lot of good characters. So hopefully as the scope narrows, the storytelling will become a little more focused and we'll we'll get some more cohesive episodes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen the rest of the season. Ryan Ryan said it best. It's the playoffs, and people are starting to play playoff survivor. So we will have to see how people handle working with each other and against each other, and if they go with the, sort of the voting block route or if they go with sticking with their strong alliances. You know, what, what way is this season going to shape up before we start getting people on the jury? And then once people are on the jury, are they going to respect strong gameplay or are they going to hold grudges? We shall see. Well, anyway, I want to thank you guys for inviting me once again to provide mirth and merriment to your podcast. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> Always not, no, not so much insight, but at least a little jovial time. Uh, had a good time, and uh, I hope your listeners <laughs> have enjoyed it. Uh, I do enjoy it. It's always, yeah, I, I consider it insight every time. And I, I still, I said this already, but I think it's kind of crazy that <laughs> we planned this well in advance of the episode actually happening, and then, boom, there was steak. And I was just like, oh, what are the chances? <laughs> Taylor, man. See, one of you guys had an inside. You know it was coming up, right? You got an inside source. <laughs> we said we got to get Joe on this time. All right. Well, we'll get you on next time there's steak. Okay. And we'll talk about that. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks again. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Ty. And we will see you all next time on the island. Subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Deuces.